0: changing we're in high creating a complaint free world no more no more complaining people their lives are changing we're flying high creating
1: a complaint free world no more her name is stacy Hankey. she is the ceo of a highly sought after consulting and training company where she and her team mentor leaders who want to ensure their employees perceive them as an influential leader. Those who are working towards a promotion, sales professionals, etc. She has worked with some major corporations, including FedEx, McDonald's, Google Craft, Heinz, Nationwide, American Express, Discover, etc., she has been studying influence for the last 20 years, and she now helps people become more influential. So everybody, please say good morning. Now tell me, please, I'm trying to pronounce it phonetically, I think. Hanky, is that correct? Close Hunky. Hunk, hunk? There you go. You've got to give me the origin of this name. What's the origin <laughs> of the name?
0: I don't think it gets any more German than that, Well, oh, Okay. <laughs>
1: gotcha. Hunky. All right. Hunky. Well, interesting. So I want to jump right in and ask you some questions having to do with influence. Specifically, uh, people often ascribe negative... uh, There's a negative connotation to influence, in my opinion. Uh, Some people are... um, Instead of it being a good thing, people are worried that they're being... Here's what I'm trying to say. They confuse influence with manipulation. Help me with that. Would you please? Yeah.
0: You know, influence is so much more the opposite of that. And I've heard okay. that before, Will. If you really think about influence, it's getting people to trust you so that you can drive action. And that's in our personal life. That's in our professional life. All of your viewers right now in your personal life, you're trying to convince your child to clean up their room. You're trying to convince a friend or family member to go to this restaurant versus the one that they want to go to. So influence is something that we do daily. We just don't realize that all the moments, sometimes even when we're silent, influence occurs. If you think about influence, not only is it driving people to take action, but it's building relationships, It's building relationships that people can trust you. They can rely on you. They can count on you for whatever the situation may be in their personal life or their professional life. So I'm glad we started here, here, Will. Yeah. Erase the negative connotation of it. It really is, to me, bottom line, driving action, right? But how do you do that? You build trust and you build relationships.
1: Are some people more naturally influential than others? And if so, why?
0: I think they are because the why they're more aware. And one of the biggest challenges that we face with the individuals that come to us and they say, I want to have executive presence, which is part of influence. I want to make sure that I'm consistent. We pull back the layers and say, well, first, in order for that to occur, you have to be aware. You have to be aware of what people hear and see when you're interacting with them. Virtually, hybrid, in person, professionally, personally. That's what makes someone more influential will it's not we're built we're born with these skills it's they're aware of how they come across and then they're willing to do the work that it takes to enhance or to change their behaviors how they show up every conversation and then the message what they leave behind
1: my guest is stacy hunky her uh url is stacy hunky inc and it's on the screen so i'll let you get it from there.com. And uh, so what are some of the things that we do to prevent ourselves from being influential? Do we get in our own way?
0: (laughs) We do get in our way. How much time do you have, Will? One of the biggest mistakes I see people do is lack of brevity. We say too much. There is not a single person watching this right now who's not guilty of rambling, taking too long to get to the point. Brevity is the key we forget that actively listening and figuring out what lane is your listener in what do they know about your topic how are they feeling that day because that's how you're going to adapt the message based on where they're at without pausing though and really paying attention to not just what you're saying paying attention to the body language and what they're saying it's hard to ask the right questions to really figure out what's important to them today that's one i'm going to give you i'm going to give you 3 sounds good three. Brevity is always one. The second.
1: I love that you say you're going to. Uh, you, uh, brevity is one and you're going to give me three. So keep going. <laughs> <laughs> There's
0: so many. I could go on and on.
1: Okay, it's, cool. Well, give me at least. Of,
0: yes, it's lack of trust. And it's how do you create trust? One of the biggest questions my team and I get asked when individuals are trying to influence in this virtual platform is where do, where do I look? I just don't know where to look. And we're constantly distracted. We're constantly thinking this is more important to send an email than to pay attention to what's going on in front of you. The only way we'll to build trust consistently is what you do with your eyes. Something simple to remember, only speak when you see eyes. Every time you look away, for whatever reason that you need to look away, stop talking So that, that trust, you can tell I'm very passionate about this because I think we're losing it.
1: I was going to say that that is one of the best. I wrote that down. I think that is often, uh, often, I think that's awesome because it's that old, you know, never shoot until you see their whites of their eyes. So many people are like this talking to you and you feel so disconnected. So of course, if you're disconnected, how in the world could you feel influenced?
0: Yeah. That, that, that's I could go on and on about that whole piece of trust because I, I really believe, Will, you can be the smartest person in your industry. But if you cannot communicate in a way that people can understand you, brevity, that they, they have a good experience with you where they feel like, wow, every time he or she connects with me, they're connecting. They make me feel like I'm the most important person in the room, even when I'm all on Zoom. So the, the third one is the messaging. It's adapting the message to our listeners. I think this will is more important than ever before based on what we've all gone through our, our own challenges in the last two years. It's being able to on the fly, since so many of our messages are impromptu in a day, rather than you get just really sit down and pre-prepare. It's making sure that your message is concise. It gets to the point but the words resonate to your listeners. You design the message for them, even on the fly. So that go back to what influences moving people to take action. At the end of the conversation, your listener feels like every time I meet with you, it's worth my time. You always have purpose, which is you always have an action. You always serve up an action that I know clearly what to do with. And then I can also go back a week, two weeks later and really measure it worked.
1: You say that, uh, people think they're more influential than they are. Um, Why is that? And what presents itself in our minds to delude us in that
0: direction? That's a a question people always ask because they say, "You're, you're pretty bold. I'm constantly starting off my keynote presentations with, you may not be as influential as you think you are unless you're constantly seen. So here's why we feel that way. We go off of our feeling, right? And so many times my clients will say, when I know what to say, I'm really good. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable with this topic. It's something I do all the time. Your title, your feeling, your knowledge level doesn't necessarily mean you're influential. Here's what how you can determine that. Look through the eyes and ears of your listeners and make sure that your body language and your messaging, they are consistent Monday to Monday. So that Okay.
1: I'm sorry, I have to jump in and ask you a question. Go for it because I was speaking last week and the person who spoke before me uh, was neither brief. He did not give good attention and his message messaging was not really germane to the audience. And I'm sitting there cause I'm going on next. And my thought is <laughs> he has just killed the audience. You know how hard it is when you come on after a speaker who has just gotten everybody like this. So, Why are people unaware? I mean, I'm like, can't you see people are looking at their phones? They're shrugging their shoulders. They're sighing. They're even chatting to one another. Why is it that some people are blind?
0: Yeah. Well, we get caught up in our head, right? And we truly go off of feeling well. And we believe that if I feel good, if I feel comfortable, if I know what to say, I hear that all the time, then I must be good. Here's the other reason. How many times have your listeners ask someone, how did I do? What what did you think of that last interaction? We hear, good, that was great. Nice job. And we hear all this false, fake feedback that suddenly we start believing, oh, so I feel good. That means I must be good. And that's why I peel back, Will, and say, if you really, if you really want to know how influential you are, start recording yourself. I and mean, we've got the technology to do it, yeah. right? So yeah. just record yourself and watch yourself. And then number 2 we'll ask someone in your life, personally and professionally, someone that you can trust is willing to tell you the truth and ask yeah.
1: them, right?
0: Yeah. But don't ask them, what do you think? Ask them, I am really trying to be consistent with making sure that I always convey trust. I want people to perceive that that of me Monday to Monday. What do I do where that comes across? And then what do I do or say it doesn't happen? Mm-hmm. And that's how you, you, need, you just got to really ask the right questions to figure out God, what do people think? Because you need a baseline, Will. You need a baseline of where am I right now to know where do I even have the capability to grow my influence?
1: I've noticed when it comes to brevity and also attention and everything else, and this is something I struggle with my entire life. My family, you had to jump in. You had to talk. You had to talk loud. You had to compete. And nowadays, I try in my personal life to to let there be pauses to reflect. You know what I mean? And yet I notice uh, myself and some people, especially depending on who you're with, that pause feels so awkward. I, I, I think about a boss I had one time who would say, Get up, make a speech and say, any questions? No? Good. I mean, that was literally it. And people hadn't right. even taken it in. Why do you feel we, we do that? Why are we uncomfortable with those silences, which help build the trust? I
0: If it's something we're not used to doing, we're used to just constantly talking, speaking in paragraphs, using ums, ahs, like, so, and the list goes on, we don't know what we don't know. That's what we're comfortable with. When we start saying to someone, you need to pause, replace those filler words with pauses, take your time, speak and think in bullet point sentences is what I always use. People are immediately thinking, it's going to feel so uncomfortable. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. And and everything I teach, Will, I relate a lot to it. sports, where if you're a professional athlete, you're constantly getting coached. You're constantly going to the places of, Well, that's not how I swing the golf club. That feels odd. It feels uncomfortable through momentum and repetition. The practice of swinging that club with the new skills over and over and over. Suddenly you're like, how did, how did I do that before? And pausing is the same way. You've got to get through the discomfort of, yeah, if it's not something that you're used to doing or you're not conscious of, it's going to feel awkward. You've got to rely, though, on the trusting the process keep watching yourself, listening to yourself on video for those pauses, you're going to start to realize, I don't even know how I ever spoke without that clarity.
1: It also you talk about, I'm okay as long as I know what I'm going to say. Right. And that's true for me. I mean, I'm because my my presentation is the one I've done for years now. So when I get on stage, I'm just knocking it out of the park. But when it's something brand new, like I've got a new keynote, um, there you're a, a bit more attuned when we allow those pauses in our personal conversations, it'll affords us the opportunity to prepare. So we can exactly. be brief. Is that right?
0: Oh, okay. We could go on and on. This is, this is part of the, well, Monday let's go to on
1: Monday. and on. We got another let's 15 go on minutes. And on.
0: This is part of the Monday to Monday. When I coach executives, I always say to them, you don't want to practice pausing the night before the big gig the big board meeting, the big presentation. Because how are you going to turn this stuff on and turn this stuff off? Instead, if you're pausing, hanging out with family and friends, and your more comfortable meetings that you're doing on Zoom, suddenly when it's the high stakes conversation, however you define that, you're not having to think about, I've never paused before. Now I have to do it. Like, it will never happen. Not only that will, you don't come across as natural. You don't come across authentic. I think that is another big mistake I see my leaders that I work with that are doing is there's someone different when they're presenting or it's high stakes versus when I'm just hanging out with them via Zoom. And what we're trying to get our clients to do is take a step back and pay attention to how you communicate in your day to day, because that's where you're comfortable. Most likely practice the pauses there, practice how you show up there and then determine what elements of that do you want to be here. Because when you can create a consistent personal brand, people get you all the time. It's just that they get the best of you when you show up.
1: Again, and I don't want to belabor the point, but some people have a misunderstanding between influence and manipulation. And yet, based on what I'm hearing from you, I know there is an innate desire in human beings as primates to be led. We want to be led. We want to be in a situation. I mean... We have coaches, we have therapists, we have uh, people at our church, we have whatever. We want people who lead us. And if those people cannot master the skills of influence, they're not going to be as effective for leaders, and therefore it is actually to our benefit for those in leadership to become more influential. Yes?
0: Oh, 150%, 200%? Because I guess the last two years would show this will all the challenges that we've all been through at at different levels and different stages. When you're in that challenge or you're questioning what you're doing, you're questioning something about your life, to have someone there to lean on, to have someone there that you trust just always shows up ready to listen, always shows up ready to just really make your conversation purposeful and meaningful and then to give you that advice. There's something to be said about that. And if you even think about for yourself, who are the people in your personal and your professional circle that you you always lean on? Who's that person you call when you really need someone to talk to that you know, I trust. If nothing else, they're going to listen. They may not have all the right answers, but they also make me feel good. And that I'm thinking about how that ties to so many areas of our life. I mean, even in your personal life, say you move to a, a city, new city, and you need to find healthcare providers. So you go to several dentists, or you go to several doctors. Do you go to the dentist who you walk in and you're thinking, man, everyone's rude. No one's looking me in the eyes. It's almost like I'm not even here. And then you go to the dentist that they sit down and they lock in low with their eyes. They they listen to what you're saying. They ask open-ended questions so you can really make sure that they know what's important to you. Which one are you going to choose? And and then we do it in our personal life. And I think professionally, I'm not, I'm not sure. Will, if it's the two years of sitting in front of a camera, I think some of us have gotten dare that. I say it. I think we've gotten a little lazy here and we thought, well, we're in the comfort of our home. You really, you can't see all of me. It's virtual. We've lost some of that. It's still my brand. It's still work. I'm still building the reputation. Most importantly, I still want to be able to take care of my listeners, even though it's through video.
1: I was typing in, don't speak until you see the whites of their eyes. I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to appropriate what you said and continue to use that. That is so true when it comes to video. And actually, um, one of the things I have is a yellow sticky note with a big black arrow pointed at my camera to remind me that I'm supposed to look here as opposed to where you are on my screen. Right. Because there is something that just breaks when we can't look somebody in the eye for many people, especially people who have had abusive or traumatic childhoods, alcoholic parents, looking people in the eye could get you hurt. How does a person begin to give that eye contact when speaking, when it's almost like trying to juggle and ride a unicycle at the same time? How do they begin to do that?
0: Yeah. Think of it, it's not the constant, you don't want to to stare at people. (laughs) I think people get that confused. (laughs) Say, I'm not staring at people because that's just weird and I know you don't want to be weird. Stay connected for a full sentence or thought. I'm going to demonstrate this for a moment. So let's say I'm on a, one of my sales calls that I have later on today, I'll look away to my notes or I'm looking away because maybe I lose focus because it is just a camera. Maybe I'm also looking away because I want to give my listeners eyes a break. So notice the difference though, what I'm not doing is what I'm doing right now. It's when we are constantly talking, but we're not connected pause when you look away. Now, when you're in person, if you're still, you're more the shifty eye, you're not comfortable for whatever reason, your your past makes you not comfortable looking people dead in the eye, create space. That sometimes helps when you're one-on-one, create space between you and your listener. Or even when you're standing, I'm thinking when you're standing and having a conversation instead mm-hmm. of standing right on, even just a small turn of your shoulders, that doesn't feel like you're right there. And think through how often you want to look away that the challenge of not doing it is a greater risk than the discomfort of just getting to the point where you're comfortable with eye connection, because when you're not looking at people, it comes across as you're not trustworthy. Without trust, you know, influence cannot occur.
1: You gave a great example. First of all, you acted it out and the way you did this and everything and stuff like that. And, Very, very powerful. One of the things I noticed, though, is uh, your gesticulation and feeling our desires to make people feel close to us. And um, one of the things that I do when I'm training speakers is I'll get two speakers and I'll get them to stand uncomfortably close to each other. And I mean, (laughs) not quite nose to nose. And I say, what do your hands naturally want to do? They want to come up here. And so when you keep your gesticulation as you do and as I'm um, in both here and on stage and as I work to do, then that actually is a way of making feel people feel closer to us because the closer they would be, the more our hands would be in in this region right. Do you, do you find people who want to kind of game the system, who want to be influential, but uh, they're trying to hide the fact that they're not trustworthy? In other words, you want a manager or a boss whom you feel like what they're telling you is the legitimate truth. But then I have known some people who like to hoard information, hide things, et cetera.
0: There's a model that we work with. It's it's a triangle. And inside the model, there's several commitments to reach this level of influence Monday to Monday. The first is self-awareness, which we've talked about well, is just being aware of how do you come across? What do you like? What don't you like? The second commitment in that model is consistency. So I, I ask all your listeners right now, if they could think of a favorite brand, what is one of your favorite brands? And perhaps Apple is coming to their mind. Tesla, I don't know. Uh, Nike, those are the ones I hear comment. And I always say to them, right? Totally.
1: Everything around me is Apple. I might as well have it tattooed on me.
0: Here you go. Why is it one of your favorite brands, Will? Because they are
1: consistent. And their products, they're, oh my gosh, you just got me to say exactly what you wanted me to say. They're so consistent in their products, their packaging, their customer Mm -hmm. service. I mean, if I have an issue, I know I can call and get a real human being. My issue will be resolved. It's expensive, but it's worth it.
0: Successful companies understand brand loyalty. Or if it's a car that you continuously buy, you drank the Kool-Aid. It's because you always know what you're going to get. That's the key with consistency. I mean, we all know someone who I've seen people, the leaders, they'll say something to me and then I'll observe them in a meeting and suddenly they've changed that. When you're inconsistent, people start guessing who's going to show up. Consistency, though, eliminates doubt in your listener's mind. To me, consistency is what really gauges authenticity, which then builds trust. That goes back to where we started this conversation. Well, this whole idea of Monday to Monday is once you have people guess, even once your consistencies or the lack thereof, suddenly you notice how naturally we'll start to second guess what other areas in their life are they inconsistent?
1: I would imagine that this is universal. The reason I say that is not just someone who is the CEO of Heinz, But I have a friend who is a um, skin doctor. I can't, it's not coming to me this morning. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Dermatologist. And he literally gets this close to you when he's talking to you and he acts like he has forever and he will occasionally touch your arm. And so I just trust the dude so much. And so he influences my medical decisions even so I'm thinking that this is universal from parenting to physicians. Is that correct? Or is this more everything, of the. Everything. Yeah.
0: That is such a that's a, such a good analogy because I really do. I love my dentist. I've never loved my dentist as much as I do today. I love my dermatologist, but it, it, it truly is that when I really look at it, I know that they're going to tell me the right answer. They're going to give me their, their best recommendation. And you kind of put your health in someone's hands. That is probably the other area we just we don't realize that how you show up in this platform or how you show up. If you're someone that's going back to the office, you're more in that hybrid environment. People need to see the same will all the time. Now, I know we adapt the skill kind of like if you're on a golf course, there's core skills that, you know, but you have to adapt those core skills based on how far you are from the green, for example. That's very similar to communication. You adapt those core skills to the environment, large group, small group, the medium, the level of knowledge of your audience. For right now, though, the action step, I think, for your listeners for this week is, number one, take a look. Just this week, I challenge you every day, once a day, for the next seven, record yourself, audio, video, once a day. And all you're doing is, maybe it's a conversation with your family. All you're doing, if you're on Zoom, just put your phone right underneath you. No one will know you're doing it. And it gives you a chance to really take a close look, to see how consistent you are. Then take that, after you watch the playback, you have to watch the playback. Then write it down. Write down, what did you see? What did you like? What are you willing to make a commitment for the next 30 days so that in the next 30 days, those recordings, they're different. They're different to really enhance how you show up, to enhance your influence.
1: Wonderful. Great advice. I'm going to give everybody else an opportunity to uh, share what they are grateful for and to also, in the closing moments, post questions. Remember, like, comment, share. This is how we spread this positive community. And as you know, we not only get together live, but this goes on to my YouTube channel as well as becoming a podcast. And so we're gonna check in real quick. Kathy Cruz says, good morning, grateful to be getting back on schedule. Remember, I ask everybody to share something they're grateful for. So Lynn Elizabeth says, I am grateful for another day and vacation in the sunshine with my family, nice. Linda Starnes, who's here every day, grateful to be here this morning. Cool, glad to have you here. That Mary Perry says, grateful for soft rain watching the birds and the squirrel at the bird feeder. Nice. See, now do you notice this? But Stacy and I are smiling as we're reading your gratitude. That's why it's important to share that. Yeah. Mary's saying a uh, distant good morning to her sister, uh, Linda Starnes. And Linda is always the first one to share, and we appreciate that. Thank you. Mary says, not looking is a major complaint, uh, not looking is a major complaint as a healthcare provider from my patients. The patients do not like visits where the provider looks at the computer during the visit. Amen to that.
0: Thank you for sharing that. So, so true because it comes across fidgety and disengaging. You just don't trust them.
1: Well, and nowadays, all of them have the iPads that are all connected Right. And so when I go to my friend, the dermatologist, I sit down and she's looking and looking and, you know, typing and typing into the iPad and he walks in with an iPad that has all that same information. But what I've noticed is he takes a second to read it all or a minute, and then he gives 100% of his attention to me. Better, much better way, I think. Yes. Right. Right. Kathy says, taking lots of notes, great information. And yes, we have a lot of thumbs up for today. I wrote this down. I'm going to remember this. Don't speak until you see the whites of their eyes. Makes me think of the great Brian Tracy. He says that when you're talking to somebody, when the spotlight is on them, they are talking. When the spotlight is on you, you are talking imaginary. And you should keep work to keep the spotlight on them 75% of the time again focusing on the other person jerry good to see you this is so right on eye contact or lack of speaks volumes so true so stacy your challenge for everyone today is to record for this week is to record themselves go back take a look at themselves and see what they notice um just help me here because that's going to scare the heck out of most people who say I don't like how I look? <laughs> I hate my voice, etc., etc. Cetera, et cetera. So, help people get over that hump, would you please?
0: Yeah. Well, first, you're always under surveillance. So, this is the eyes and ears of your your listeners. You're always being recorded. It's a, it's always happening. The difference now is you're actually going to get a chance to see. Isn't it better to know than not to know? <laughs> and since so much of the feedback is flawed. Are you really getting the honest feedback? Like anything in life will. You got to rip off the band-aid, just do it. Don't negotiate with yourself whether or not you're going to do it. Because once you do it and you do it enough times, every time you watch the playback, you're going to see the benefit. And it's the discomfort. We have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. If you're going to grow, it's just the way it is. You'll get over that hump. But otherwise, you'll other. if you just sit and think through it, what happens in 30 days and 60 days in a year and you're still sitting where you're at and you're like, Oh, that's right. I remember that conversation with Will and Stacy. I should have, I should have recorded myself back in May. Ripped the uh, bandaid off. It really That's a great point.
1: Out. Yeah. If you wait until you're comfortable to do something, you will never do never it. Happens. Yeah. <laughs> I was, that was when I was playing pickleball a lot. I always thought about that. Well, Stacey, this is awesome. Once again, her um, URL, her web address is Hunky H-A-N-K-E, Inc., as in Incorporated.com. Everyone check it out. Uh, we are going to close. We're, we always do a song of the day, and that is I announce a song and we all listen to it, not online because of, of copyright constraints, but just something to attune our energy wherever we are in the world. So today we're going to do one that we've done before. I'm looking down. I should be... Looking and talking. Thank you, Stacy. Nice
0: awareness, Will. Thank you.
1: Grazing in the grass by the Friends of Distinction. That's our song of the day. So we're going to listen to Grazing in the Grass by the Friends of Distinction. Everyone check out Stacy. I know a lot of my previous speaking clients watch these daily jumpstarts and we email them out to them. So be sure and check Stacy out. I'm sure she would be a great keynote or provider of um, content for your event. Thanks, AZ
0: Thank you, well. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Take care. Enjoy. No more, no more complaining people. Their lives are changing. We're flying high, creating a complaint-free world. No more, no more complaining people. Their lives are changing.